What is up, podcast listener? Welcome back to the Symbiosis Now podcast. I'm Tyler Colombero, and I'm the host of the show. Welcome to the podcast, where we have genuine conversation across the table from one another, trying to inspire more freedom of thought and expression. Because right now, we know things are getting weird. And honestly, I don't know what other way that could be better than to talk through these issues that we're having in our times. So, that's what we do here. And today, we have a very special guest. The local skeptic is joining us today for a, hopefully, very entertaining conversation, I would presume. The local skeptic and I have had plenty of conversations. Skeptical, objective, subjective, you name it. But, at the end of the day, he's pretty skeptical. And I like to use the tool of skepticism to help figure out what's the truth, what's not. How do other people think about this? But anyways, I'm sure we're going to get into all that. So without further ado, get ready to exit the train on the left-hand side because we are rolling into Symbiosis Town on the Now Train with the local skeptic on the Symbiosis Now podcast. Local skeptic, back in the building. It's been too long, Brody. Yeah, man, I've been gone for a minute. I mean, we've hung out, but like, been on the podcast. It's been too long, bro. Yeah, it has. I don't, when's the last time we even we talked? I don't know. Probably a couple months ago. You know, I could see right here. It looks like it was about. Actually, looks like it was way back, bro, in fucking May. Wow, yeah. yeah. So it's been like four or five months, which is cool. It's all good. Yeah, it's been busy. It's been a busy year. Hell yeah. A lot of things going on. A lot of things. Like what? What's been going on? Like life. With you. With me. Like, um, man, I tried moving to uh, Maine and, you know, trying to live in the East Coast. And, you know, I, I traveled cross country, dude. That was yeah. That was an experience. During tornadoes and shit. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a bad time, man. Bad time to try to travel across the country. I the Midwest travel. I, sh- I should have definitely, like, you know, like, looked ahead. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I did a little bit, but, like, weather changes fast, right? Yeah. Like, it does. Small storms can turn into, like, massive thunderstorms. And yeah. That's what happened. It moved pretty, pretty quickly. And driving through that, man, that was an experience. Very humbling experience. Like, but... Um, yeah, I believe you. Overall, it was a good trip. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, like there were there, you know, like moments like that. But, you know, getting to see all the different, you know, states and what you know what's over there. Like they they all look very different, man. Especially parts of Colorado, just like California. You know, like they have deserts. We have coasts. And you travel through Nevada, and honestly, that's all fucking desert, bro. What you traveled through, yeah, all you saw was desert, huh? It's all it's all pretty much desert. And um, that was probably um, the longest part of the trip, just because it was just like, kind of like traveling through 
the deserts of California is just fucking boring forever, right? Like yeah. But then you hit Colorado, and man, it's beautiful, bro. Like rocky and green. All the way until you get over the Rockies and you hit Denver, then you know the skies start turning yellow and shit. Cause you get you start hitting the more cities, you know. Oh shit! Yeah. And after that, it's just prairies forever. Prairies or corn? Uh, you hit corn when you get to like Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. In Iowa. It used to be prairies, but that's what's up, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was a it was a hum- sounds beautiful. humbling experience. The whole trip was, but it was a good trip, even though I did it necessarily work out the way I thought it was um, it wasn't a waste of time um, yeah a lot of growing happened and I felt like um, it was something that maybe just needed to happen yeah made good ties and um, built great relationships hell so. yeah that's what it's all about I mean I guess like traveling I feel like anytime like even when we go camping sometimes like and you come across someone on the trail or something all of a sudden they're like Maybe, like, they don't want to literally be your best friend, but they're like, hey, buddy. Like, they're all like, dang, seeing another person right now. Like, that's cool. Like, you know, social creatures. So you do have interactions on your travels for sure. I mean, we we went in the RV one time up to Washington for Thanksgiving, and there were storms going on in, in the on the Pacific Northwest Coast, basically like Oregon, uh, California. And apparently it was called a bomb, a bomb cyclone or some shit like that. Like, which I was like, what is this? And by the way, we're driving through that tomorrow. Do you know that? And like my guy, he was just like, yeah, we're good. We're going through it, man. Like, you know, I was like, all right, let's do it. Do you have chains? And he's like, nah, we're going to be good. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know, it was rugged though. We were, we were jamming and the eye was closed down. So we couldn't even go past Redding, you know, so we had to jog over on another highway like on this like highway that's pretty like switchbacky and we're in an RV so it's just like <laughs> you know going back and forth and like it was cool but it was nerve-wracking and it was raining and then snowing and then raining and then snowing and I was just like dude but we made it to Oregon and then we made it through the storm and then we made it to Washington but Oregon was pretty nice it was pretty cool it was just kind of weird driving the main like road through there you know? Yeah. The, the Pacific Northwest is beautiful, dude. It was, but I feel like we didn't get to really venture off of that. But when we went on the highway, and I forget what highway, dude. Literally, like, it was so – at the time, I was so wrapped up into it. But, like, since I've not traveled it again, I, I'm like, dude, I don't even remember exactly what numbers and whatever. But we were jogging over. It was a beautiful area, you know? So it was cool to see certain shit that you don't normally see. Right. Yeah. And it, it was also a really beautiful area, like you said. Like some of the forest up there is like, dude, I got to come back here and check this Northern California forest out. So I had one time, but not in that specific area, not that far north. Yeah. Like I want to go back to Crescent City. Crescent City's fucking beautiful. It's like right there on the edge. Tsunami zone, bro. Like it's fucking badass though. You're right there with the water and it looks so like just like another place in the on the on the map. Like it doesn't look like like Earth almost kind of when I was there. And it was just we were, it was an early morning. It was kind of foggy. But something about it was like, yo, this is a trip right here. But it's pretty far, dude. It's like 500 miles or some shit. I don't know. It's pretty far. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty far. I've traveled up to Northern Oregon, and it's it's quite the trip, man. It's crazy that you experienced that storm. I bet that was... It was. Man, like one of those moments where you're just like, hope everything goes right. Well, I mean, on the, on the I, like on the I-5, it was literally stopped up cars parked for miles 
just couldn't move any further. Couldn't leave. They just stuck there. I did not want to do that. I didn't want to be like spend our Thanksgiving in the RV stuck in traffic. So luckily that didn't happen. And luckily nothing else happened. My my guy, he just handled it, dude. We made it, That's dude. Awesome, yeah. Man. It was a trip though. I don't want to be in the RV still for a while just because it was just like, oh, dude, like it's too much. But he's he's got it down, you know. That's awesome, man. And um yeah, I'm sure he was white knuckling that thing the whole time. Too. Oh, it's a story too. Me and Allison told the story one time at some like comedy night where they're like storytelling or something, and we both got to be like a duo on the stage where no, they were like, "This is an abnormal thing for tonight," but we got a couple that's gonna be two people on stage. And they brought us up, and then we were telling the story back and forth, and she'd interrupt me to be like, "Whoa, wait, wait," and she'd be more descriptive about what I was saying, and then I'd carry on, and people were laughing, dude. They were like. They were like, fuck, that sounds crazy. Because it was. like, And it had just happened like a month prior. So it was still fresh in the brain. Isn't that beautiful how stories, like when they're fresh in the brain, like they're so tempting to, to tell, like, you know, to share. And then as time goes on, you kind of just forget, like, that happened to you. Like, that wasn't even you almost, you feel like. It's in there somewhere, the memory. But it's also like, do you remember every part of it? No, not often. You start exaggerating parts of it. To make yourself feel cooler, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or less cool if you're, like, insecure. But stories have value. Like, you know, that's why I like hearing people's stories. I think I always liked hearing old people's stories and shit. Stories from homeless people and and whatnot. Because it's like, whoa. Like, you know, a heroin addict that just lost their kids or something. It's just like, whoa. This is something else. You know, this is something I do not understand. I'm culture shocked by it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, being in Maine was a pretty crazy experience. I mean, just seeing what's happening over there and there's a lot happening over there, man. A lot of places are are hurting right now. And Maine was one of them. I mean, Maine is a is a pretty poor state, right? Like you didn't It is. I didn't know that. Yeah, the wage in Maine isn't is never really been very high. I mean, for a long time until recently, especially during COVID because people are running away from the more populated areas and Maine is a beautiful place, man. I mean, it has a lot to offer. Yeah. Um, so people are bringing their money from places where they make a lot of money, and they're purchasing out, you know, property in, in Maine. And um, a lot of uh, people are taking advantage of that by raising their prices on, you know, their properties. And there, there was, like, a bidding war going on in Maine, you know, with Fuck. the rent. Like, people would have to list something online, and it would be, like, say, 1500 bucks, and... You hit them up and it's like, well, someone made an offer for nineteen hundred, you know. So they they kind of like we're, like it's just like people are just throwing money at these places trying to just get in, but they have the money. But people in Maine who like were surviving by working in local places in their you know their small towns or you know just places around them local were able to survive off their wage. Right. But this inflation like happened and. Um, a lot of people were pretty much going homeless. Like, real Mainers were going homeless because people were coming in, you know. And it was it was sad to see. You know, I hope, you know, not too many people were affected over there, man. Yeah, that's pretty radical. Because just being at the bars, too, like, talking to people who were, you know, were living where I was staying, um, they were telling me, like, their rent would, went up, like, $400. What the fuck? $400, right? And it kind of forces people to, like, find roommates and people try to live together, try to make uh-huh. it work, especially younger people. Yeah. And um, he was just telling me, you know, like, he grew up in that place, and being a kid, he would have never thought that he wouldn't be able to afford to, 
raise a family like his parents did, you know, life was more comfortable. And it wasn't always so populated, but it came fast. Yeah. Like changes often do. Very good people there, man. Um, Great people. Yeah. Just a different way of life out there. Yeah, definitely from California. Yeah. Um, Very different, um, but still, and that's not saying the way of life here is bad either. Um, Well, just people too anyways. Like we got to appreciate that those people are out there going hard because every state is still just people like just trying to do what they're trying to do trying to survive trying to live yeah 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 it was it was a interesting experience and also working in in a kitchen man that was crazy experiencing that like I feel like I experienced a whole different life for a little bit when I was trying to make it work because I was jumping into that right like I was like this is gonna be my way of living to make it out here and um I mean we we technically could have made it out there but it was just the way of life of my life would be different and how I interacted with my family would be different and it just didn't weigh out so we we thought man, it was probably just not the best time to do it because um you know COVID <laughs> yeah, pretty much it's a like, weird time dude. It, it changed a lot of places and it's not just Maine either I mean there's a lot of places being affected by that even here locally you well know? times like this where like there's a a worldwide scare I feel like people often either flee the, fly the coop like to go find home or they want to go back home you know and like you you did that both of those things you flew into sea and then you're like but ah nah home is where home is you know for now right yeah and it is home is where the and during these times is. bro like I feel like it's so strange like it to be across even state lines or far away and like we don't even know if they might shut everything down and do these weird things. Like, it's weird times, bro. Like, it's indecisive. Like, if you had to fly, you might not be able to because they might be shutting down flights for this reason or whatever, you know? It didn't used to be like that. And before our time, it flying. used to be like that. I didn't have any issue um, going and flying an air- on an airplane. I mean, you had to wear a mask the whole time, but I mean... Even though you're, like, shoulder to sh- shoulder with an old lady or some shit? Yeah. The whole time, <laughs> huh? Yeah. It's, it's okay if you're if you're less than six feet shoulder to shoulder, if you're in a plane because you're paying a couple hundred bucks to fly, right? But for some reason, it's not other places. Weird. Yeah. Just saying, it's fucking weird. I feel like for me flying back because I drove over there, but I flew back, and I it just felt like the safest route for me. After experiencing my drive, I was like, I'm yeah. done. I'm done with this pioneer shit. I Hell need yeah. to get home to my family safely. You know what I mean? Like. Because, like, those storms that I ran into, man, driving through that was humbling. Like, there were times where I was like, man, I could fucking die right now. And it was, whoa. It was a crazy fuck storm. I've never driven through anything like that. And it was funny because I've told that to some people, like, here locally. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've driven through a storm. Like, you're, you know, no. and I'm like, dude, so have I. But I'm, like, telling you, like, it was crazy because I'm, I'm driving east and it's like this storm is like heading south so i could see it in the distance like i'm driving into it but there's like a line that divides right and i'm driving and i can just see it in the distance like it's 11 a.m and it's just like black way out there like just dark and you can see lightning strikes like frequently like all far away because there's nothing obstructing your view too right yeah this is i'm in nebraska so it's just like flat right and then i get closer and closer and my sky is getting darker and darker and it's just getting gnarly man 
and then out of nowhere I feel like I drive into a fucking pond like yeah. there's just so much water on the road and the rain is just like was it down. deep like to where you like you might get flooded and I hydroplane for like a minute dude like it was nuts so and was, you just you just white knuckled and put floor to the pedal of the metal like, and just said fuck just it like or what hoping that nobody is breaking in front of me that nobody has stopped nobody has spun out in front of me because at the same time, I couldn't see, bro. Oof. I couldn't see because my windshield was blasted with water. Like, the rain was coming down so hard. Like, massive raindrops coming in. Like, flooding. Yeah. So, and my windshield wipers are, like, brand new. And they're, you know. And, uh, oh, shit, dude. It was it was crazy that I made it out of that. Because while I was driving through that, you could see on the sides of the road people that bailed. Like, they were, like like probably trying to like just pull over and like and flip a dick like just go back the other way and get away or just pull over but and wait and wait but like they probably like were going too fast when they were trying to pull over and they kind of spun out into like the middle right like a lot of semi trucks I saw a lot of semi trucks bail out and yeah I'm just thankful I made it out of that man it was a crazy experience that's a force to be reckoned with right there weather real nature right you know weather pretty radical it can be worse too like like you're saying it's worse in that climate like in the in the east where you were it's it's a strange different type of phenomena it wasn't really a normal thing there either i mean it was a bad storm that hit them definitely mm-hmm. like it wasn't like a common like storm mm-hmm. like, there was just severe weather happening this year a lot of tornadoes hitting like missouri too on the kansas area and just the midwest man it's nasty weather uh, Chicago, uh, you know, Illinois, and the tornadoes, like, recently, man, like, there's been tornadoes hitting, like, suburb areas of Chicago. That's nuts. Like, yeah, weather has just been so gnarly in the last few years. Do you think that's just the cycle that we're going through? I have no idea. Do you think that it's, like, something that can be controlled? After and started, I'm, I'm not trying to get all conspiratorial. We like to be skeptical, but right. let's, let's go there. Let's be skeptical. I'm just saying a lot of agencies know kind of how to manipulate the weather for sure and they use it in other nations not to name any specific right i i really don't know man i've come to accept that i'm not a scientist so i don't understand exactly how weather works either touche touche but i am a pretty uh skeptical person you know what i mean so like i do believe in weather control not gonna lie but i just i don't know because experiencing it firsthand like seeing such different weather right driving through the states and seeing some gnarly stuff, um, it was just crazy to see it up and up close. Like, because people want to say like the climate changing is like, nah, it's not really happening. But at the same time, it's like, yo, weather's getting real severe. Climate does change. Like the climate is changing, but whether that's happening because of us and natural things that are happening on Earth, or whether it's being manipulated by like whoever manipulates it to. The weather or something you're saying, like right? If someone's controlling the weather and making that happen for whatever, or is it a uh, side effect of certain areas in the world where they do use that as like geoengineering, kind of you know, see clouds and stuff, you know? Um, what is what if that's a side effect in the eco the grand ecosystem of all the clouds and all the gases interchanging up and down through the sky and the different stratospheres and yada yada, you know? What if it makes a ripple over time, like? I don't know. I'd like to hope not, and I don't think that's the case, but we don't know, you know? No no one really could legitimately answer that other than, like, speculate and come up with, like, you know, most likely not the case, probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if we knew that were the case, we wouldn't 
people wouldn't do it either because it would be it would have world shattering effects like it would change everything you know but isn't that what we see a lot a lot of disaster in our times i mean has it always been that way i guess so i mean i, I guess we it's pretty biased to say like i like to think it's that been crazy it, yeah, recently, that it has been for like this forever for, i'd like to actually just think that we're just being ignorant because we're in the future and we're like, dude, this is crazy. Like, when does this happen? But I really think it always probably happens, happened happens before year. they even started recording it, you know? Yeah, I think that could be true, too. Like, things are just more, uh, everyone, everything's documented nowadays. Like, people share shit with each other. Like, it's very, people watch videos of, you know. Flat Earth and whatnot, yeah. <laughs> no. But the storms that have hit, I mean, especially this year, like what happened in, um, Louisiana, I mean, that's it's very unfortunate for a lot of people, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty radical how how weather is really a force to be reckoned with. Like, it will tear shit up. Doesn't care what's there, the lay of the land. It doesn't care. It's not like that. It's just something that's gonna happen. Like this vortex forms, and it's just it's inevitable. Like you know, the, the, what could we do to stop it? You know, like I'm sure there's people that have tried to think of like, well, could we like put like a magnetic force against it like i don't know probably thought of wacky ideas to like bounce that shit off but would it have still no effect that's a huge you can't stop it it's so if, if they're like a hurricane for example it's so huge even if you put up like a wall that comes out of the ocean and like like comes all the way over like 200 feet in the sky or some shit that would create a tsunami inland <laughs> and this hurricane would like run into this wall and maybe just separate into two and go around it or some shit like i don't know i'm not a physicist like you said i don't know i'm not a scientist but it's fun to speculate but it's even more fun to like think about like the wacky ideas that probably people have thought of and then the ones that are maybe in the future actually going to come too because who knows right like something that we've never thought of not something not so obvious like a wall just being put up you know yeah yeah it's it's been crazy times I like it even though it's chaotic I mean there's fires all around us it's fucking devastating but the chaos keeps me on my toes kind of it feels like there's purpose and a lot of people have purpose right now because there's such trying times it just sucks because we're all tired we feel beat up I feel like most people you know and it's no time to get tired but we'll get our second wind I think I think there's just a straight get up through these stressors psychological warfare being implemented in this country on the people hasn't it always though yeah for sure but I feel like it, people are becoming more aware of it and because of that it's really wearing on people mm -hmm. and even then the hipsters have to like know more about what's going on what's really going on man you know what I mean like they have to one up you even not even not the hipsters the old guys are like you don't know you don't understand, I've been here for six to seven years. Like, you know, it's like, okay, like, show me what your fruits of your labor are then. Like, tell me some stories and tell me what you really think, not what you heard on Fox News last night, please. Because that's what I want. I love when people tell me stories, but when they're just regurgitating shit and you know they are, you can tell. It's like, come on, man. We all heard that, you know. What do you think? You know what's pretty crazy to think about? You, do you know what year in this country that um, like education started for like the public. Like people started going to a school where they were taught what was history, what was anything. I think like writing and like simple math was probably around for a lot of times in towns where they wanted to put one in, you know? 
like put a little schoolhouse in and have a teacher that teaches even the old people you know what I mean but like as a governmental thing yeah. I think like the 1900s like early 1900s right right like late was, late 18s I, I really maybe don't, I really don't know because most of it was scholarship literally scholars were mostly writing um like peer-reviewed reports and stuff on like theology like the study of God and biblical things and where we come from and that kind of stuff but then as corporations grew because the industrial revolution more so like kind of jump-started that shit right it they gained power but they also gained power enough to be like hey we actually would love to have some of these students that are trying to get a degree and stuff study things that'll actually scientifically better the corporate world I mean, essentially, like with agriculture, that's why they don't do as much research as they used to in the 70s. At that time, there was a lot of great groundbreaking things that came out, and then it started losing funding. So then over years, like you can see it at certain UC things, like there's no greenhouses anymore. There's no, like, and if there is, it's kind of, you know, there's no, there's not a lot of things going on like there used to be. There's not a lot of funding to grab. You have to just kind of lay down and just take what you can, which is usually from the private industry, you know, which is still corporate dominant. So most of the time, when I look back at when education started, I bet you we could Google it and they could be like, oh, well, this first act was enacted in this time, you know, which we could do. But I also think that real like education, like college and higher learning and all this stuff originally came from theology and especially biblical theology. And then it kind of became more science dominated because it can be manipulated for profitable gain, you know, and it's it's beautiful. Um, why not use all your resources and, and if you have newfound knowledge of chemistry why not utilize it to basically manipulate products to have less of the actual product in it if we can basically chemically re replicate a flavor and just coat it with that flavor people will buy it all day long you know like these are the weird things that we trade off but that's where those ideas came from or when chemistry met the higher learning field when when philosophy became more dominant than just theology because theology is like a form of philosophy you know um you could say but i think the education like for schools like young kids going from like kindergarten right to that's high school I'm, that's what i'm talking i about think in probably like the 30s 40s after the great depression probably and then i think more so when we hit like 2001 or whatever 2002 when bush was in office he he put the no child left behind where like you couldn't drop out anymore or anything like you know you couldn't you had to get educated like people were you'd be held in court if you didn't take your kid to court to school right things like that were got more serious i think at a certain point we all hear the stories of our parents like they could ditch class and like they'd call but no one would fucking answer and it was like whatever and they still graduated you know but now it's like, fuck no. Like, you, you have to go to Saturday school or some shit to make up your tardies and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I went through a lot of that shit. Man. Yeah. But I don't, I don't even know if it's the same anymore. But, I mean, you know, it's like things have changed, bro. Like, when was pff, public education in other countries, not this country? Was it in China? Was it, way, was it a long time ago? You know? I just thought it was crazy to think about because you think about before that time, the adults who didn't necessarily go to school weren't learning like say they just didn't know a lot about history or whatever was going on um when their kids went to school and experienced that for the first time they were taught this curriculum that was created for them and that's when people's ideas of what happened in the world began like the relationships between us and say other people's like you know what i mean like 
starting in grade school, I mean, the way you're taught about our existence and how this country was found and our relationship with the indigenous people of this, of this land, you know, like, it starts very young. You have, like, a very warped idea of your life and your beginnings. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, all I'm trying to say is um, everything we know now is it's all because it's... Um, because of the way we um, were indoctrinated into the system, right? Like what we learned in school. Yeah. Aside from other, I mean, other people going further and, you know, going into fields of study that they really enjoy because they're actually into like studying and learning, right? Like there, there's people like that. I feel like I'm a person like that. I love to read. I love I, to continue I like to, to learn. Right, yeah. yeah, and different subjects. Like I, I become very obsessed with ideas and I love to study and understand it more and more and become, you know, because there's knowledge there. And I think a lot of folks, they still want that knowledge, but it maybe it gets uh, misinterpreted as uh, stimulus. You know, like, the, it, like now with the phone, like, yeah, you could Google so many things and you could really do research, really crack down on some idea that you're really after. Or you could just go on social media and just kind of like keep scrolling, death scroll that bitch, you know, and just be like, dang, liking everything. An hour goes by. You know, this is what this is what I feel like a lot of people do, and and I'm guilty of it sometimes. Like I'll do that shit, you know, not for an hour, but I mean I'll get on my phone and I'll be locked on it for, and I'm like, damn, what the fuck? I gotta put it down. It's addictive, but it's also like it's misplaced energy almost. Like why are we putting our energy so much into, oh that's cute, oh wow, you know, when that's not even really in front of you, right? So that's kind of a weird force to reckon with, because I feel like we're delusional, because we act like we're really connected by seeing the picture. You know, it's really weird. It's cool. I don't want it to not be there. Like, you know, it's cool. I just think it's really strange because we spend so much time on that versus actually most people don't like to go to school because it's so rigid and they take your money and they don't always get, tell you what classes you should take. They tell you to take these ones and later you're like, oh, wait, I didn't need to take those classes. And they're like, no, why'd you take these classes? And it's like, you told me to fucking take those classes. You know, those kind of things happen to every student, not just me, you know, at different times if their counselor is not on point or if they don't know what they're doing yet, really, you know, and they're trying to figure out college life. It took me so long to do it. And now everyone else is struggling to do with it when they're young. But at the same time, they have more direction maybe because some of their parents actually went to school, you know. And uh, they also see that their brother did, you know, or their older siblings. So they kind of know what to look forward to or what to do and how to how to go about signing up for school in the first place, you know. Because that's a whole other thing that, like, is something that we forgot about how to do other than we just know we got to keep going forward. You go to school, you're going to you're gonna graduate to the next level, the next level, the next level. If you play harder, you'll even go further than the top level, you know. And then you can go beyond that level. And then you can get a degree and people take you more seriously. But then everybody has those degrees now. So you have to go even higher than that. So you have to spend basically like 30, 40 years of your life for sure, making sure that you're indoctrinated enough to finally actually be like, damn, at the top of my ranks, I'm uh, making decent money now. It's kind of a trip, you know. There's a lot of ladders to climb in our world right now. And uh, some of it makes me kind of cringe because it's like, yeah, I don't want to spend that much time focusing on something unless I really like it and that's all I'm trying to do now you know I don't think anyone should have to force anything to go super far with anything because sometimes we have to do something for a while and then be like all right I think that it's I'm really into this other thing now and I'm still got years to live and I'll always remember how to do this other thing you know like there's no shame in, in changing the game like changing how you you live 
you know, what you're into. Like, why does it always have to be the same thing? You know, I don't it doesn't. It should be. I think you shouldn't stay stagnant. I feel like complacency is pretty bad. Like you should, you shouldn't get too comfortable. You should strive to keep growing because yeah. that's what that is. You're obtaining more knowledge about more things that you're growing. But these distractions kind of promote complacency. You know, like literally the algorithm wants you to keep looking at the phone and keeps scrolling. Oh, yeah. So it does, it does kind of addict you into it too. It's not just your own doing only. You know, your phone will go off. You, you didn't turn the notifications off. It's going to keep dinging. You're going to eventually look at it and check it out, you know. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. Though. It's like cocaine, bro. Like they say, like it's addictive as cocaine. Like literally, like you hear the ding, you're like, you look at your phone. Like right away. Like if someone pulled out the fucking mirror and they're like, you know, and then someone go, what the fuck? Is that the is that the coke? Like, you know, that's how cokeheads think I feel like often. They're like, damn, who's got the fucking, what, she's putting up lines right there? You know? That's why the phone is. It's like, wait, hey, my phone went off? You know, you even if it doesn't go off, we 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 click it and we just make sure. Oh no, what time is it? Oh, it's five. It's five fifteen. Okay, wait. It's September twenty fourth. Okay, yeah. Like why? I don't know, but I do it sometimes, and I know I see other people do it. Like where they just literally, like out of a nervous tick, they look at their phone. Like oh, I'm just gonna look at it real quick again. Or people walking past you, they all of a sudden pull out their phone, like whoosh, and they're just looking down at it. And it's like, damn, son, imagine someone just walking up at, like that wants to steal from people. They'd just be like, give me that fucking phone, dumbass, not even looking. Like, you know, and then just run off with it. But people don't think like that. I don't know what's going through your mind when you pull out your phone as soon as you see someone walking by. Because you, now you're turning off all your other, like, awareness factors around you to, like, look at this. And I find it often to be either a nervous habit because people don't like that awkwardness of walking past someone and having to say hi or not. You just don't say hi. You just walk. You're just doing your thing. Like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to say hi. To you don't have to look else. down at your phone. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Like, you know, it's just kind of weird because what is that? You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, it's not just me, like, that sees that, right? People do that. You know, why, what is that? Why do we, why do we do that? Because I've probably done it. Why do we do that? Like, is it because we're addicted to it or is it more because it's a nervous thing? Like, because we're used to hiding behind this motherfucking thing. So then we whip it out like it's like a, invisibility cloak you know i think it's it might be just a top thing because i feel like not only do you see it like in person but it's also something that's like on tv and movies and like just backgrounds of people or people walking by looking down and not even looking up at each other or walking past each other they're like i bet if you watch movies or shows like you see background people they'll be on a tablet or a phone or something looking down right uh-huh, yeah so I and they it, tell them all to do that. Like um, I think right it's before. just subconsciously like put they record in our, it in our brains to be socially awkward and not to not want to interact with each other in a healthy way. Um, even just watching shows, especially like. And why would, why would some entity or group of people, or people, they're in charge of whatever that information is, and they're trying to bend it to manipulate us to be less co like bet less community oriented, right? Why? And and who and why though? Why is the bigger? I don't know who. Um, Nobody does. It's a they thing, yeah. Yes, the yeah. they. Because I can't, I can't like confidently tell you I know exactly what it is. Like to say the government, like I don't know. Like yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. But why? Um, why would they do that? The war on love. You know what I mean? Like they don't want people to build love with each other. You know what I mean? As communities, people to be close and united and. You know what I mean? Everyone, fi- everyone's fighting. Everyone's got such a strong opinion about things. Everything, everybody's just looking for a reason to not get along with somebody. 
And so it, are you arguing that it wasn't always that way? No. How do we know for sure? Because we're pretty young. That's, you know? I would guess. I guess okay. you could say. I would guess. But I, I think it, there's been a war on love for a long time. And not everybody's being affected by it. You know, some people are conscious of that. Is it the devil? Is it is it that old? Is it like the devil's on the war on love? Like, you know? Well, I feel like the devil itself, like the Bible, it's very symbolic. So if you're thinking about who the devil is, I feel like it's just another... It's the theory. news, it's the rules, it's the congressman. It's another theory for the they, right? It's just like another picture of they. But whoever it is, whether it's evil, I mean... Yeah, I guess you could say I think it's pretty bad, right? Like yeah. convincing people that, you know, you need to judge someone off of maybe something physical about them, right? When it comes to aesthetic and clothes and style and personality, culture, you know what I mean? Like everyone's divided by a lot of different Yeah, what things. are those? Like, you know, type exactly, of thing. Like, what, yeah, what, what, what are, are you wearing those old-ass Jordans for, bro? You know what I'm saying, yeah. It's you like see me in my subtle, checkerboard but... vans that I've had for like eight years that are all fucking beat up and people... What, imagine what some people that think like that, they'd be like, damn, this fool's hella out of touch with style. Yeah. Yeah. People roast on each other and they hate and it's, that's But it's such right a lack now. of identity of, them, of the person feeling that way or saying those things, really. When you think about it, because it kind of shows like why would, if you're so if you're comfortable with your own identity, why would you go outward and like tell someone why are you wearing that shit? Like, you know, <laughs> and why do you care? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But it's I, I feel like it's not really their fault. Some people are just raised that way. Right. Like that's just some people are just heavily influenced by the, like what's going on, like the main agenda, which is divide and um they're affected by it, man. They don't know better. Or maybe they're hurting. You know what I mean? Maybe they get roasted as fuck at home because they got parents who are just like that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, that, they project that on people they come in contact with as they're growing up and going through school and growing up themselves. Oh, for sure. We all know that kid that's just like, damn, that feels hella loud and mean. And then you see his parents and they're even louder and meaner. And it's like, oh, makes sense. You know, yeah. like he grew up around. So, like, so we'd all just be like, oh, that's normal. That's... That's Cindy and her parents, Tom and Joe, or whatever, you know? A lot of people are a product of their, of their circumstance at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Like, we all didn't come from the same household, the same life, the same experiences, like, so. Like, people who judge each other off the way they talk, like, ebonics-wise, or, uh, like, accents, you know? Like, people, like, especially in this country, people, like, don't like to hear other people speak Spanish or have yeah. hear people speak broken English. Yeah, they'd be like, what'd you say? Chili Verde? It's Chile Verde. Stupid looking now. You know, it's like, why are you, what the fuck? You don't even speak proper English. Like, you know, people then get mad. And I think it makes a lot of white people, like, I'm just saying I'm white, but I chose to, like, learn Spanish enough to communicate with the people around me, you know, maybe not know it hella fluently, but come on, it comes up so much. So it's stubborn of me to dodge it forever, you know? I, it's something that literally calls to me. It literally comes in front of me every day at a retail store, like with most of our, uh, our clientele being Hispanic or Spanish-speaking only or mostly do Spanish-dominant speaking, you know? And 
to dodge it all the time ends up being like, dang, like I'm gonna have to put that weight on my coworker first off. And because then someone has to talk to them, you know, and then because it happens to me all the time, people would be like, Tyler, Spanish over here, you know, <laughs> and then I come through and they're like, what the fuck, this blonde white boy, what the fuck. And then I, I just do the best I can, you know, but often I get laughed at if I say things the wrong way or if I don't know what they're trying to describe, even though what maybe is being described isn't being described poorly in Spanish. Like, oh, como así. Mira, mira este. And then they point at like a fucking like bolt. And they're like, and I'm like, okay, un tuerca. And they're like, si, pero no tuerca. And it's like, okay, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, we go, it'll go back and forth like that sometimes. But it's fun to actually learn what we're doing, what we're saying to each other, you know. But I know a lot of people don't even want to do that dance. They don't want to learn something new that's complex and difficult and uses all your cerebral like spots to like understand using hand signals using um uh other things that look like this and knowing simple words like mira like you know like mira este like it looks like this like you know things like that you have to kind of catch up on at some point but people dodge it forever especially these white folks out here you know and then they push it off on their coworker carelessly and then on top of that they basically keep dodging it as like a pride thing like well it's fucking america why the fuck do i need to learn spanish but it's like yeah but everyone around you spanish like you should learn a little bit of it i get what you're saying but just as well on the other end where a lot of hispanics that live around here that don't ever learn english if you live in america why not learn some you don't have to be hella fluent i get it it's a different type of thing but learn some because it's going to help you actually like be able to communicate like more you know in scenarios especially that it comes up a lot english you know Everybody knows numbers, you know. But if I lived near Germany or something, right, and everyone spoke German there, I'd start learning German a little bit, you know. What am I going to just be like, no, I only fucking know English. You know, <laughs> who the fuck does that? That's in a very Americanized, I think, stance to be like, I only know one language. It's like, oh, so you're, you're only down to learn one language ever in your life. Okay, that's kind of weird to brag about because really you should take the challenge. Just like I feel like when I'm learning chemistry, it's like learning another fucking language, bro. Literally, you know, all these different fucking elements and all this different shit, the way that they're manipulated and how it all makes sense. It's like another language, like you're reading the fabric of chemicals, which makes up like everything, like atoms and shit, you know, it's pretty trippy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a little moment here to talk about insurance, guys. Let's be real here. We all got to have auto insurance while we're driving out on the road. And I got my friend Alfredo Vargas over there at Academy West Insurance. He's on Manning Avenue in Reedley, California. He provides fair rates and great insurance for the time when you need insurance. Takes payments very easily and he sets you up with quality insurance. So give him a call at 559-638-3800 to get a quote right now. That's once again, Alfredo Vargas over at Academy West Insurance. Check him out. Tell him that you heard about him on the Symbiosis Now podcast, and he'll set you up. I was just thinking about what you were saying um, about, like, language. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. But you know how we were talking about language, and I was thinking about it recently. Um... Remember we were talking about the animals and how different animals 
could communicate tel- tel- telepathically. Maybe, yeah, yeah. So, like, I've always wondered, like, when it came to language, is that, like, us degressing, like, devolving as a species? I get what you're getting at. Like you're saying, like, in a way that, like... Only trying to communicate through linguistics. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I also, though, think that I still stand on the side of, like, learning more language still is beneficial, though. Because it would be like, dang, like, because look at how far we've come down this road of not maybe speaking telepathically. Say at one time humans maybe could a little bit or they only relied on grunts and and other types of signals to get the point across. You know, (laughs) there was probably a lot of growth over a lot of years for the brain to actually like be like, oh, we did this so many times over and over in our life. And then the next generation came and they did that so many times over in their own life where they're making grunts and noises at each other. Finally, that made sense. And but still to this day. Even though we're speaking words in English right now, if there was a bird right here listening to us, it just sounds like, dude, like, you know, it just sounds like a bunch of noises, but we know the words and the meaning behind them. We can cognitively express what I'm expressing right now in air coming out of my mouth and going into your ears. And you know what I'm saying literally as I'm saying it. So we are telepathically talking. We're just using noises to do it. And you could say it's inefficient if that's what you're getting at because it feels like it kind of is. Like we're missing out on something maybe from our ancestry. But at the same time, this is how far we're down the path where you have to learn like how to speak something to your your homies, you know. It's kind of weird, especially when you become indoctrinated to like learn everything about English, grammar, spell, everything, and, and regurgitate it and then become a master of it practically for other parts of the world to be considered masterful, you know, to know how to spell and learn chemistry and do all this stuff, you know, but it's just kind of poo-pooed because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that did that now. Big whoop, you know. <laughs> I wish there was a way that you could like hear the English language like for the first time, but being our age. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would love to experience that. Like, what if there was a drug that would like that could wipe out your memory of language Fuck. for like a very short amount of time, and you just like spend the time like hearing people talk and your language and just dude eat mushrooms, dude. I was so uh, just saying. I'm gonna full disclosure. I was hella fucking high one time on mushrooms, and I felt like you know back in the day, right? And uh, I was just I could tell that language is just noises and i realized like i almost couldn't think for like 10 minutes i don't know how much time passed i just couldn't think and i just like words are a trip is the word is the word is words the way that we came away from you know like all this mess is words the the part of our our situation that makes everything muddy because we're trying to share ideas to where it's almost like why did we ever need to have the idea to share ideas with each other and have to feel obligated to put that idea that you're having in someone else's head, you know? But apparently it's like a thing of the human. It's an evolutionary trait, you know? It's something about the humans that they've done that for a long time and it's like what we've become based on it. It's like casting spells. It is. Spelling is like casting spells. You're spelling the word. Words are like the key to like manifestation if you really think about it like think about a lot like words have emotions behind them like imagine seeing words that are just very hateful every day like just viewing them i mean it could i think it could affect you mentally maybe when we started speaking and going away that was a form of like you know and biblically like 
trying to do something else, you know, without God. Like, you know, like we could do this on our own. Let's start talking and making all these things and start trying to – do you see what I'm seeing? Are you having the same exact experience that I'm having? You know, because that's what we still see. Like advertisements, they want you to feel like when you crack that beer, you're going to have the same exact experience as what you see on the screen, you know. But even way back, clearly, because even biblically, it's kind of that same idea where you feel um, like maybe there was a time when we were first created where we didn't want to do all this stuff to fill a hole, right? There's like a nostalgia to it, and it grabs you, like reading Genesis in the Bible when you read that shit. Most people only read, like, the first part of Genesis, not the entire, you know. They just remember the the names and what happened, and then uh, he banished the woman to painful childbirth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they remember that, and then that's it. They don't, like, remember the genealogy that's there after that. They don't, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, I, I may not even remember all of it, but I know that a lot of people talk about it, but don't really ever bring up the rest of Genesis. And, like, I don't know. It's interesting, though, to think about because when it starts, too, it was like the word was the beginning and the beginning was the word, you know, in the Gospels. So I always wondered what that means. And I know it's like the word of God, right? Like the Gospels, that's what people that believe and, and find that to be their higher power believe and, and see that, you know. But I always wondered, on a side note, even even call me shameful for like wanting to figure it out on, in my own way. What if it means something else, right? Because like I'm like that in a lot of ways. Like I'm like, but what if it means something else? I don't want to question things too much, but that's who I am. I have to. So I think about like, does it have a bit different meaning? Like literally words is when we started going astray and our only way back is now through like some desperate salvation that we've created because – if we're working with world leaders and then we have our world leader be like Trump or Joe Biden, like, and they're talking to other world leaders, like, to me, seeing an 80 year old dude go, like, lose his mind to, like, they're like, damn, America's fucked right now. Like, that's what I would think a world leader would be like, dang, dude, this fool's hella old and he's barely keeping his sentences together. For all we know, they have to, like, take a break, you know? Yeah. He might have, like, serious health conditions, you know what I mean? Because he seems like it. Sometimes he says some weird, whack ass shit. It's like, what? And Donald Trump was terrible. Like, he would say whack-ass shit, but at least he was, like, he was, like, on one, bro. He was, like, awake, you know? He was just on one almost because he was saying wacky shit, too. But at least he wasn't, like, losing his train of thought and just, um, that was five days ago. Like, you know, he was saying, like, little kid shit, though, you know, in my opinion. A lot of times it sounded just weird, you know? But all I'm saying is, is when you look at it like that, too, when we think about communications, and who our faces are for these these serious communication operations that need to happen apparently from nation to nation and whatever. Like you have to come at it correctly and I don't see our leaders even doing that. I literally see all of our leaders basically being massive hypocrites and kind of honestly like far out from reality. Like we all know they live in like a different type of world where they get chauffeured around and they have a script that they have to read and their days all scheduled out, right? You know, and that's exhausting, I'm sure. But you still got to actually uphold the rules that you put in place, you know? And I see, we see a lot of that right now. And maybe that's what's, what's happened to our world is silently we have to just come to terms with that and realize it and accept it and just keep going forward and let people like kind of just manipulate us into voting for them 
to kind of keep squandering our funds? And at what point, this is a big question on my mind lately though, at what point does the taxpayer have no more dollars to pay? You know, like once you get to the 50%, all your money goes to taxes or even further and you have child support or something, it's fucked, dude. You have no money. You're working for nothing practically. What is the incentive? You know, just to be alive and that's what you got to do. Like it sounds so exhausting, so impossible. Yeah. Literally impossible. So I don't know what precipice that we're all going to come to until we realize that. But I don't think we will. And it's kind of like, dang, like we all, I guess, are just expected to become deluded to the fact that we'll never pay these debts. And there's just probably war on the horizon to hopefully turn the economic situation around. You know, it's terrifying. I feel like what we see on the news, especially especially about our president and other events that happen in the world around us. To be honest with you, I don't know what's going on across like in different countries. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I've never been there. I don't know any from anybody from those places, mm-hmm. you know. But how we perceive them based on what we see on our TVs and how it's perceived to us through like outlets, right? Um, um, it's ugly. It, it we don't look good. Our image isn't good. I wouldn't. I couldn't. I mean, the United States image is not it's good. Ridiculous, what, the way other countries talk about this country. Mm-hmm. But just like, you know, like places like Africa are very, very rich. Just like places like the United States are very, very rich. But then there's places in the United States that are, that are like struggling bad. Like homelessness is horrible, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like that in other countries too. But I feel like media in general has given people the opportunity to take advantage of people's emotions to make money. Like, with organizations that have popped up to, like, raise money for, like, reasons of, like, oh, we're going to send money to this poor area in this country. But that place actually doesn't see a lot of that money. It's pocketed by the organization itself. It's, like, Uh you know, fake charity. And um, I think they do the same thing, too, maybe. You know, who, like... What if they air commercials of like our the worst places here in the United States, like the most run down, beat up places, and advertise in their country? And like, if you feel bad for these people, send money to this foundation. You know, yeah, to these people. I could see that someone pimping out the homeless situation in this in the states. Yeah, like to make a buck, like to make a lot of money. Well, like, unfortunately, because those type of commercials were so common, I feel like people perceive some of these countries as being like shitholes. Mm-hmm. Like just, I feel like that was a popular thing when Trump was around, right? Like describing the, some of the places in a lot of these countries. But like true, true shit. Like there's places in our country that are horrible too. Like you know that's everywhere, man. Like poverty is bad everywhere. It's unfortunate that there's we live in we live in countries where like there's such a divide in class. Like you could either be at the very bottom, literally living on the streets, and looking for food or like incredibly rich and you can have and do whatever you want you know and those people only live like say an hour apart if not even way less than that like that could be like someone that lives down the road from you right it's it's amazing but it's also unfortunate like it's hard it's i don't really know how to feel about it right because like i would hope everybody could be blessed with a life like that 
you know, I, I'd hope nobody would have to struggle and like starve in this country, but people do. Yeah, I think that in this country, a lot of people starve by like kind of by choice, but at the same time, like getting a food stamps card and stuff is is an option, but it's also not that easy to get. Like it takes time, so like weeks or months go by sometimes where you're waiting, and it's if you're not making money, if you're hurt or something, it's kind of fucked. Like you have to ha- ask someone else for help, basically. That's or, the only way. Someone has to help look out for you, like you know. But also, like there is a lot of chances of of opportunity, whether we believe so or not, is another story. The problem is, is that opportunity comes for a very hefty price often nowadays where you have to spend your entire life dedicated to it you know and people will be like well what what's wrong with that and i agree but at the same time does someone just feel obligated at some what at what point does someone feel obligated to keep doing what they're doing because they can't walk away from it because financially they'd be fucked and they know it or because they really like doing what they're doing i find a lot of people just feel trapped after they start doing it for a while it's like dang i really wish i could do something else now you know, and some people do. They start. They have someone else take over the business, like run it for them, right? Like that's that's what people do, you know. But some people, I feel like they just begin to feel trapped, and I think that's what's happening to us on the lower middle class end. You know, that we are the working class, and uh, I think it's it's just we feel separate, um, but we're just trying to get our own. You know, there's other folks that have their own and others too you could say and uh rightfully so i guess they worked hard to get there it's kind of hard to argue with right i definitely think that it'd be better if we all had like for sure health care no problem and f- clean food and water like that would be lit I if agree. we if we just had the bare minimums met which we pretty much could do like you could go get governmental assistance right you know all these things it's there in our society just kind of crazy that like there was never really a time where people would just make people starve unless they were the enemy you know or like not have an option to feed like if you were in the tribe like there there's food like you know and if not we're gonna die like you know so then all of a sudden these young men are starting like fuck it i'm going to hunt you know desperate and usually hopefully it would be successful and that's how the tribes would carry on right kind of low-key then you get sedentary and have agriculture all around you if you have a bad year there's no crop you might die famine bro there's nothing you didn't you didn't have any other seeds just had wheat or like you just had certain things right you know it all rotted or something insects come through or the weather gets bad or the dust bowl happens right like you know there's no food around like fuck yeah that's star that's gonna be a starving condition right now we don't know starving in this country unless it's kind of by choice a little bit like you know i'm not gonna i'm hungry a lot i choose to not eat sometimes because i'm broke i don't want to spend money well as a lot of people i know they're just like fuck it dude i'm gonna go to taco bell and, like, I like Taco Bell sometimes, you know. I'm just saying, like, I'm going to go to Jack and Box. I'm going to go to Taco Bell. I'm going to go to Carl's Jr. right now because I need to eat something. And I don't have time to cook something or to eat something that's actually really pleasurable. Even if you are pleased by eating those foods, I'm just saying, like, you know, something really filling, something very nutritious. You don't usually have time unless you have some kind of plan. And that's what it also takes to be, quote, unquote, healthy, right? Like, you have to actually spend that time planning ahead what are what is my meal going to be do i have fresh produce did i grow this is it available in the garden right now is it available in the store did i already get it do i have to go get it first like you have to think about those things or you rely on box foods and you're like mac and cheese again hot dogs again cool they last forever you know like for sure it's a meal but i think uh uh we settle for our sedentary lifestyles because it's it's exhausting bro 
Like I feel like when and it's comfortable, but I, then I choose to like not even eat because I'm like I'm broke. I don't. I can't even afford to buy certain things sometimes right now. And I could still. I could. Okay. Like I, I have a little money where I could definitely eat, but it's like dang, I'm trying to save money right now. You know, I'm not gonna eat this lunch today or whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And uh, but that's that's by choice is what I'm getting at. Like I'm not actually starving, but damn, I need some help. And I even tried to get uh, food stamps recently because I'm hurting. And it's like, dang, weeks have gone by. I don't know what's going on. I submitted all my shit. And and it's all good because I'm okay. But, man, I could use help. And a lot of people could, I think. But we end up choosing sometimes to just buy the, the couch instead of, like, pay rent. I don't know what people do sometimes. But if there's only so much money to go around, bro, it starts feeling really tight. And that's how it feels for me lately. It's really tight to where I don't really see what the end game is. I'm just trying to keep moving forward, you know. And not spend without my means, which I feel like I don't do. You know, I'm pretty frugal. You see my garden, I like repurpose shit a lot. Like I don't try to spend a lot of money on stuff, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. But I think it's really great that you're pretty uh, responsible and you're, you're able to navigate through these hard times. But if someone's a little irresponsible, but they work hard, should they be like fucked? Like should they have no money? Like should it, Like it's crazy. Like I get it. Like you got to work and you got to have money to play the game. But it's also like, dang, man, like, what about someone that just got hurt, got out of the hospital? They just have to live with their parents, and their parents have to take on that financial burden. Like, and I get that that's just the way of the world. But if we're in such a, you know, first world country with nukes and shit, right, and we're stealing the deal, we want to deal with Australia and sell them nukes, you know, even though they're not supposed to have guns, they got fucking submarine nukes apparently, right, you know. But we want to do that, right? We want to make the money off that. We want to create more warfare possibly. What's the end game to that? I keep thinking about end games. Like, what's the end game to us, like, being the number one country, but when really most of the world, like you said earlier, kind of doesn't really look at it like that. We have kind of a poor reputation. We've failed, in a sense, to the pandemic because we just look loud and obnoxious and kind of asshole, like, well, I don't care about this damn man. You know what I mean? It does look like that, kind of. And even then, even in the Black Lives Matter protests, it's just like, dang, they're burning shit down. It's getting crazy. Like, other countries are like, dang, they're weak right now, dude. Let's get him on the algorithm. Let's do it. Like, you know, and it became this warfare online that we don't even really pay attention to that kind of propaganda, really. We yeah. just reshare it. Like, there are countless things I've probably reshared that are like have a socialistic agenda behind it, probably, if you really search back what account that was. But I didn't know. I just liked the message, and I'm like, hey, I'll share that. Then it gets out there, and then people start obsessing over That's the way I need to think, you know? And then they become indoctrinated inadvertently, you know? But hey, that's what that's what's going on. It's a lot, but that's what we're all involved in. We're engaged in all of that. It's crazy to think about, man. The way things are, uh, the way we see things in the media, like the way we, we were seeing, like the riots that were happening for the Black Lives Matter movements. I wonder if, because I feel like, because I, I follow when it comes to like say like my social medias, and I like to keep up with certain outlets. I follow both sides, right? I follow as, as many sure. sides as I can, many perspectives. Because myself, I'm very, I'm I'm a non-possessive person. Even if I disagree, I still listen to it because I want to know what the other what people are hearing. Yeah, I want to know what people are hearing too, what they're being told. I, I just want to know what's going on, like everyone's thought process. Yeah, and not to say that any of them are wrong or right. I don't know. I mean, it's what what's whatever information it's entertainment most to, of the time on right the page, like yeah. it's whatever informa- information you choose to ingest and choose to influence you like some people like their whole lives are based around like politics or what's going on or these conspiracy theories like that are about the government or like 
everything around them trying to kill them. You know what I mean? Like, but at the end of the day, like, life has been going on, right? Like, people live lives. Our lives are pretty short, if you really think about it. Like, 100 years and it isn't shit. This fucking life planet. It's so meaningful to us, but it's so short in the existence yeah, of the planet. Yeah, it's been around for millions of years. Like, our lives, our lifespan is very insignificant compared to, like, the, the, this earth that we inhabit. You know what I mean? So, like, don't let things poison it for you. Because at the end of the day, you're going to keep going, right? Like, yeah. This is your life. This is your experience. Yeah. I guess I, get, I like what you said. Don't let it poison you. Because it's like, while we're all running around getting, you know, getting all this information overload all the time, doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that there's ways you can be poisoned by it. Like, you know, if you're not careful, you'll ingest the wrong information and you might, you know, get hooked even until it's poisonous to where oh, it'll, yeah. it'll fuck your shit up. You know, fuck your mind up. It'll fuck your communication skills up. It'll fuck your relationships up, you know. It can fuck a lot of things up, yeah. Like, like we were saying, people are addicted to their phones. They're addicted to ingesting things. and Stimulus, uh, yeah. The stimulus of, like, having something that they agree with or something they follow and they're obsessed with, you know. Oh, that trick's hot. <laughs> like. Even that, like, sex culture, too. Like, things like mm-hmm. that, you know, like. Or what we consider sex culture, the way we view the body, the way we view what sex is and intimacy, and the mm-hmm. way we've been told to perceive it, or the way we've been poisoned by it from industries. Like it has to be this separate exotic thing. It's being like sold. Like a drug. I think it's, it, sex in general has been made taboo just so it can be sold. You yeah, I mean? that's a good point. It, it created a, a It's a good point base. because it was never meant to be taboo. It just, even if it's you do some freaky shit, it was never meant to be taboo. Right. Like, you know, think about way did. back, dude, people were – it was, probably wasn't even by choice a lot. Like, you know, it was weird times. Like imagine the monkeys that it took to create us to get here. Like they're all fucking and doing weird shit. I mean you it know? was like orgies for like – In like or- Egypt and like yeah, – Yeah, like like, Sodom and Gomorrah I guess like yeah. those are pretty common pictures you see of the older times, like Roman times. Like there's like always lots of people hanging around naked around each other. Eating it's, grapes, you know. Right? They're just refueling after a big old orgy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like who's ready to go again? But – at some point, we, like, made the female body taboo and made it to where, like, it was exciting to see press, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, we were able to sell it, convince people to hide themselves, and create a market that was separate from the ordinary and sell it to people. Yeah. And, and even as a man, I often find myself feeling like, I look pretty good with a shirt off, but I know that I see a vision of what other men look like, and I don't look like that, right? I don't look as buff as that guy. Yeah, it does it to it, me. It so I could only imagine like how it affects the other sex too, you know, or all genders, you know. Like it, it's a manipulation thing. Right, and it's created people like we we're talking, people are very judgmental nowadays. And um, it, a lot of it comes from the way we're taught to look at each other. You know what I mean? Like what's perceived as sexy or what's perceived as what's in. Because that's, and I don't mean to say sexy, I mean to say what's in because I feel like what's perceived as attractive is has changed over time like it's always yeah. changing like even different types of people or body shapes like you look through history and like the models that you see in those times like they look different you know what i mean yeah. like it's just always changing yeah so i mean everybody everybody's sexy bro like and intimacy sex in general it's it's super normal it's super not taboo like people should be like able to just be happy and in tune with that part of themselves yeah, I agree especially if you're in relation in a relationship you know what I mean like mm-hmm. or sharing it in any way like even if you're not in a relationship and you're dating like have healthy 
interactions you know know what that means to you yeah for sure bro i watched this vice documentary one time right and fuck vice in some ways but it was hella cool because they were talking they were they were interviewing this lady who like sells dildos on amazon to people like in like uh, south korea i think or something where it's super banned and super taboo to like play with yourself or to have sex with someone that's not going to be your husband or isn't your husband. Like, you know, obviously like kind of like it was like it is biblically too, you know, but a different part of the world, not biblical. Like they're they're They have a different type of origin that they come from, you know, and they still have that kind of pressure and they sell this bitch would sell hella dildos to these girls <laughs> out there dude like she said her sales through the roof and shit she just kept, she basically started doing it at first like as like I want to help these people then it was just like dang like I can't stop cuz there's so much money and like fuck it's like black market right, you know dildo dildo. slanging yeah, yeah. it's pretty crazy but imagine if you couldn't go to like a shop and go get a dildo like as a woman or something you'd have to like do the super taboo and get it dropped off in a box that's like maybe looks like it's from like the flower shop or something you know I mean, and then take it in your room and hide it, you know? I mean, I'm sure most women hide their dildos, but I'm just saying, like, hella hide it, like, hello. And and also, see, people in our own culture, women, they probably put their dildos in the drawer, right, and all this stuff, right? We do these things. We hide our, our sex toys and whatever, you know? Why, why should we have to? But at the same time, you're not trying to give people the vibe that, like, you just got the swing out and shit, and it's just like, yeah, if you guys want to fuck around on the swing, let's do it. Like, you know, it's not like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of this weird thing is it, it, in our culture, I think that most people view sex as not taboo, but at the same time, it was so taboo for so long that it's now being sold back to us. And I feel like the similar idea in that is uh, going back to our roots type of vibe, right? That's being marketed back to us to go to think about how things used to be, right? Like how, how we could go back to the land, right? Like when COVID happened, everyone wanted to just go back to the land. Like, and I think that's great. And, and there's a lot of answers in that because you have to kind of reckon with where we come from and like chopping wood and doing real shit and having a garden, having a farm of your own, self-sustaining, all those kind of great ideas. But it's also now what's hip. It's being like sold back to us, even though that's what we literally came from and humans already lived through that, you know? So we're so we're so advanced and in the future, but we want to go backwards. And I find myself often feeling like I find my I find purpose in that too, kind of. But there's no way to go backwards. Just to like think about, man, that that was really something the way that people used to do it. We could still do that today if you don't have the machine. We could do it without the machine. You know, I love doing things like that. Or like beekeeping. Beekeeping's been pretty much the same minus the suits for a long ass time. Like just having them in a box and manipul having a hive, like basically, you know. And knowing that there's a queen, and you have to have the queens, the drones, and the workers, and then you're good. Yeah, that's an amazing thing to know. Yeah. That could be very beneficial for you, especially if you're But you think food. by now there would be, like, not boxes anymore. It would be, like, uh, maybe they wouldn't put them next to the fields anymore. They'd just, like, shoot them through hives. a tube, like, hella far, and make them go to the field, and then they collect them all. Like... But no, like we're still doing the same thing that has been done for thousands of years. It's pretty, what about pretty like amazing. about a giant bee farm, bro? Like an enclosed giant like acreage i'm not saying like a little tiny greenhouse but like acreage that's enclosed like in a dome and it's like a giant hive for bees yeah bro. like a giant like the the best place for bees to live and thrive and just be happy and we create like these super healthy bees and start shipping them out with and like then, yeah, food to like so people like, can release them in their backyard yeah we just like bring them and then you know like drop them off somewhere in a different garden and save the bees bro i'm all on board with save the bees bro everybody i think agrees with that because 
doesn't matter how politically you feel about any of that. doesn't matter about how you you think that you feel about insects or I got stung by a bee. We all know bees are absolutely necessary for pollination and carry out a process that we could never replicate without them. We absolutely need bees. Every fruit you've eaten was pollinated by a bee. Every almond you've eaten was cross-pollinated by a bee, hitting one flower from one tree and running into another one and then running into another one and basically cross-pollinating those flowers to conceive a fruit, which is whatever, whether it was almond, it was a peach, it was a squash. I mean, squash are more like they have the flowers on the plant, they're dioecious, they have both the male and the female flower on the plant, and wind will actually pollinate them. But insects, especially bees, they just expedite that process and almost guarantee it. So you don't have to rely on wind if, say, if you're going inside or something. Then you'd have to might maybe take a paintbrush or like your finger and put it in each organ, put it on the, fe- the male organ on his dick, basically get all that pollen out of there, right? And then put it in the ovary, put it in the female's ovary, you know? And then they, it conceives a baby and that's the fruit. So bees are really important because they do that process. I mean, pretty much all insects kind of do that without intention sometimes like they run into flowers and they carry the pollen and they hit right, another yeah. flower but bees that is what they do you see them they go to flower to flower they're just bouncing around they literally make food off of it you know that's their thing you yeah. can never replicate it and food is important dude people need to realize that like without bees there'd be no food there'd be no growth bro they're social insects um so are ants or so wasps right theoretically like they are social insects where they have like hierarchies like you could see like bees are a good example where there's a queen and without the queen they don't stay there they just take off they go find a queen and then they hoard there like it's pretty radical so it's like did that idea of a queen get implemented into human culture by the brits or whoever by noticing bees do that there's animal other animals do that you know or are the bees mimicking humans because they're very intelligent? I think bees probably transcend humans because if we needed all these things to eat, they were here before us, theoretically, right? Kind of like plants for sure were here before us because for an animal to eat plants at all or any animal that had to eat plants to get that big to eat needed plants to get there. Like, you know, so it doesn't – we don't have to go into evolutionary theory and all this stuff. It's like obvious, Right. And especially that means maybe fungus is even older because a lot of plants, they need bacteria and fungus to grow properly. So maybe that even just says it right there that they probably precede that too. You know, just like water precedes probably all of it because everything is contingent upon water. Yeah, most of our bodies are made up of water. Right. Most of the world is. We're like a, we're a water being. And all the other animals have water in them and all the bugs have a little bit of water in them and all the plants have water in them right so now. So does that mean like we came not from the jungle but from the ocean? That's what people say, right? They say that we originally came from, like, the ocean. We were fish or some shit, and we crawled out. I don't know, man. It's fucking weird to think. But how know. did trees even start then, though, when the water receded and shit? Like, that's a trip, too. They th- they say that, like, it was algae and stuff that started, like, deforming to have roots and have an upper, like, have an uh, apical thing that grows upward, you know, and have roots that grow into the soil, and then eventually just kept transcending, I guess. I don't really know. It's like genetics, too, though. It makes sense, kind of. Uh, the push for change, the challenge to make changes to survive is real. And we're really detached from that in our society, but it's real. Like, you know, like when you go hiking, like it's a real reality check sometimes. You're like, fuck, dude. You said this is only a couple miles, but it's like, fuck, dude, this is uphill. This is really hard. Can't we just drive up there? Like, you know, can't we just fly right up there? Like, you know, mm-hmm. but when you start hiking, you're like, dang, I got to go up and then down that cliff and then back up another one just to get where we're going. Like it's, it's, and it's just a hiking trail that hella people do. But imagine 
that being an unblazed trail and you have to you're the first to find these uh, lakes and these land uh, landmarks you know it that that's pretty radical like to just hike out like a deer would you ever seen a deer run in the forest past you like they just hop and jump over shit that if you were trying to do that you break the fuck out of your ankles and fall <laughs> over even the best world's best at best athlete would probably you know, it's not the same. They can do crazy shit, these animals. And they live only in that terrain. And that's why they can do it. But humans, like, we we may be used to, and then we became more sedentary, and then sometimes we end up, but we still have that part of us that can go out into nature and find our sense of direction, hopefully, if we have a compass that we've designed, because without it, might not know which way to go. We always have to rely on our technologies. You know, that's the, that, that's the thing of a human. We do create technologies to basically rely on them, you know? But the humans needed to be here to create some of those technologies, to create those machines, which we may have now given birth to, you could say. Like how we were saying the, the fungus and the bacteria preceded the plants maybe because the plants must have preceded the animals. But then the animals had to precede the machines and the tapping into of the Internet that could be bigger than obviously is bigger than just the Earth because we put satellites out there. But like it's waves that are apparently like bigger than anything they're everywhere that's a lot of um, a lot of tangential fucking conversation too my bad (laughs) it it made sense right like i feel like you know where i'm coming from it all made sense but it's just blowing my mind man and i apologize i've been microdosing recently so like i've been pondering a lot becoming like really deep in thought you know and having yeah. like amazing thoughts don't get me wrong but definitely a lot of growing a lot of connections and humility I feel like comes along with microdosing or something you know because you realize generally I feel like humility is really important anyways you, you start realizing that man I'm so small like when you see a shooting star when I saw one like just a couple weeks ago me and Allison were out there I'm like dang that made me feel hella small you know <laughs> that thing just whew, Ball of fire, hella far away. Just, where's it going? Where'd it come from? I'm just standing here on this rock, like, you know, hella far away. And there's hella other beings like me around me. And then beyond that, there's hella animals and there's hella plants. There's also life around me, you know? You ever think of what, if there's anything that lives way, way out there in the forest, places people don't go, can't get to? Like Sasquatch? Who knows? Anything. Yeah. I think there's probably creatures that we haven't discovered for sure. Like the Wendigo, bro. The what? The Wendigo. What's that? Or I think it's Wendigo. Um, it's I don't like, know. It's like a fucking mythical fucking creature that lives in the woods, man. It's crazy. Sketch. But people believe it's real, and they believe that's why like people go missing like in these national forests all the time when they venture out too far. Hey, hella people do go missing in the national forest. It's kind of sketch. Like, they just go missing. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, they just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, no trace. Never found them. And I mean, those are there's a dense forest, but it depends on what forest, right? Because national forests are all over the the the, the, na- the nation, obviously. But it's kind of a trip because why wouldn't they find so many people? Like at a certain point, because some of these parks aren't that hard to like get an aerial shot and find something, you know, generally. And then some of these these folks that do like wildland rescue, search and rescue, they do really good jobs, bro. Like they they know they bring dogs. Like, you know, it's like a serious thing. And they don't find these people. Like, you know, just disappeared. 
that's weird. One time I was hiking. We, we weren't even hiking. We had the dog and me and my buddy and then his chicken and, and my and my wife Allison following us. And we were going to see the Grant Tree up at Grant Grove in the Sequoia, uh, in the Kings Canyon National Park. And we've been up there a billion times, right? Like, so we just go like, hey, let's go at night though. We're going to blaze and we're going to go walk to the Grant Grove Tree. So that's what we did, right? We start walking though, bro. And we weren't even halfway to the Grant Grove Tree and it was pitch black, no moon, beautiful stars. But so we're walking and we heard something and the dog stopped and just stared in a direction and so did the guy my guy my buddy walking him and then i stopped and we both like had this chill we we both went nope we both literally said nah like turned around and we just started walking the dog did too dog was like oh let's get the fuck out of here so then we're like ah the dog knows something that we don't know and it could just be like a a bear like you know what's gonna fuck us up maybe too but i'm just saying it could have just been like a wild creature out there it could have been it could have been a mountain lion stalking us but i doubt it but maybe we're out you're still out there now it's a park but not literally like a park you go to with like there's like a little bench there's benches but you get what i'm saying it's a national park where it's like a huge forest dude like you know and anyways the girls were like what are you guys doing where are you going we're like no let's just go let's just go and we felt something weird and they 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 obviously didn't stop us and say no we came all the way here they were like, okay, if they feel this weird about it, we got in the car and we jammed, dude. And we were talking about, like, dude, I don't know, something did not feel right right now. And it was weird because it was like, this was prior to me hearing that hella people would go missing in the national park. Like, growing up, I never heard that piece of information. But it's it's true. There's, like, people that wrote books on it and shit. It's fact, you know? Yeah. So what was that? I don't know, man. Is it uh, Ted Bundy out there killing someone, you know? Uh, what if it's just, like, a creature we've never been taught about because our government doesn't want to freak us out that this, like, insanely advanced species is just like fucking or like an i am legend type of thing like where there's little creatures that come out of the rocks and they hide in the hills but if you come across them they come out of nowhere yeah and they fuck you up like i mean there's scary movies about it like the wrong turn like there's these freaking crazy like and things like that people like that they're that's out there man like there's places that are kind of like they're really out there you know inbred like there's there's communities out there for sure that are sketched like that but i mean maybe not like classic like murdering hella people on right, the side yeah. of the road but like i don't know man it'd be sketchy as fuck if you were just on a wildland hike just being fucking crazy and you just go out there hiking and all of a sudden you come across this crazy looking dude that's all fucked up looking has like three eyes and like has like three legs or some shit and then like grabs you because he's extra buff for some reason too and like keeps you in a cage or something like those kind of things probably could happen but who knows right <laughs> you know but when people oh, go and search yeah. and rescue and have dogs and shit i feel like then they would still like find where that scent went and like shit like that most likely um but you never know man it's but something that hides in the trees it could be another type of creature though like i get what you're saying it could be but or then the you think they'd find their clothes or something so it makes me feel like this that's is something I mean. that's that even further be... like is it like a are, are there teleportation type spots in these national parks right like where you walk across something and all of a sudden pew, you're shot into another reality and like they can't explain it and that's why they sanctioned off these areas but we would never be told that information you could go down that road i've never googled Whoa, anything like that but so. what if i hope these people know? aren't being slaughtered and murdered that sounds like a better theory yeah to, like, keep in mind or aliens literally like abduct people and like they're sanctioned to do that there if you catch someone out at night no one's gonna come looking for them like the government's just like yeah man i mean if that keeps you from obliterating all the people you can steal a couple people every now and then from our national parks at night you know imagine like just shaking hands with alien like yeah it's cool man as long as you don't obliterate our planet because clearly you have some crazy tech imagine they go back to their people though they have no tech really other than the one ship 
Like, there's just one brilliant guy that's about to die, like an Elon Musk of their type of creature. Well, you get sent back to, like, the 15, 1600s. Like, (laughs) the greatest invention is, like, a wheel. (laughs) Hey, man, you'd probably be like, dude, the future's going to have Google and fucking, you know, they'd be like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. They'd probably hang you for witchcraft, (laughs) you know? You'd be wearing, like, Ray-Bans and shit. (laughs) Like, you got teleported in your clothes, like, wearing, like, Columbia gear, like, Patagonia puffy vest. They're like, what the fuck is this? Or coming in in like a time like Salem witch trials, like you just get and everyone's tripping balls and like trying to fucking burn each other and shit, you know? Yeah, and you're just like somehow you've you're, you remember you learned about this in history class, so you go like you learn how to manipulate them, you know, and become their leader somehow. Like tell them you're some from from some faraway land that commands that you listen to me. And you show me what you're on right now because y'all are tripping balls, killing people for no reason. Or, convi- or like convince them not to eat their fucking wet grains, bro. Like, yeah, that shit, Ross, don't eat it. Like, Literally be like, oh, guys, do you not understand? Like, this is common science. You guys don't know this? They'd be like, what are you talking about? But like, the grain, it grows a mold and it makes you like trip out and have bad trips, dude. Not good ones, you know? Dude. Yeah, toxic hallucinations. And I think that's probably why you're waterboarding and like, like drowning people and like hanging people because you're tripping balls <laughs> yeah. and they'd be like you're fucking tripping balls put him on how did he know this they actually like believe me right then, then they're like but how did he know this he must be a witch and they're still tripping balls and then they probably fucking kill you too even if you tried to tell him it's kind of like that modest mouse song like even if we had been sure which way to go we probably wouldn't go that way because by chance and happenstance and the whole evolution of all of humanity like we're just bound to be in the direction we end up in more so than than really just just really actually get to decide where we end up you know there's a lot of factors to get from point a to point b you know i i saw this crazy theory on reddit one time and it was talking about if you could time travel would you go back in time and kill hitler as like a child or baby or stop his birth or something like that if you had the chance and but it also talked about like actually being able to do that so you could just pop up into this reality of it's like oh it's way back when Hitler was a baby and everyone nobody there knows who Hitler is right they don't understand what he's going to become or what he's going to yeah. do so in that reality even though you think you're stopping you know you're doing the greater good in that reality you're a baby healer yeah you're just like perceived as like you make the news like this crazy fucking guy just killed this poor innocent person and then you'd sit in your cell and you'd be like dude but i know i did the right thing and i know i did because they just don't know but you know there's probably a lot of people that have been like incarcerated that say things like that right that's what i'm saying and who knows if they're actually telling the truth or not like their people think they're crazy. Like he he would be screaming like, "That's it, I'm Hitler. He killed all the Jews." And they're gonna be like, "What's wrong with you, bro? Like, yeah. What are you talking about Jews for? Like, who's killing Jews, right?" Yeah. And, but yeah, what if that's what we see in our life today? You know, like people yeah. who commit horrific things like that. Like, what if they're stopping something bad from happening? I feel really fucked up saying that, bro. I'm yeah, like, I'm not gonna me lie. too. Obviously, that's not... Yeah, no, I, but I get what, what you're, I, I get what your skepticism is leading you into right here. I get what you're getting at. I don't actually think that, yeah. And I, I'm sorry if I... Like, that's super disrespectful to a lot of people. I'm sure it really is. Nah. To talk about people... Young people dying. You know, that shit happens. I'm sorry. Um, Fucking yeah, asshole. Trippy shit on Reddit. Either way, people say a lot of shit on Reddit, man. Yeah, I believe you.
Woo, it reeks in here. It smells kind of like some skepticism and some weed. But hey, man, that was a good conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, shout out to the local skeptic for making it back and becoming local again. Shout out to Alfredo Vargas over there at Academy West Insurance for sponsoring the show. Shout out to at Remington Blake on Instagram for making the podcast art that you see. Shout out to my wife for still loving me even though I sound crazy on a podcast. And shout out to you, listener, for trying to expand your cerebral realm. We're ending this show on a good note that I hope that you could see. That it's very important to have freedom of expression and thought. Let us find value in conversations where we can learn to grow those aspects of who we are. And we're rolling out. So we'll catch you on the next episode of the Symbiosis Now podcast.